thirsty riding a skateboard. Me too. This is a job for Kool-Aid. Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid's here, bringing you fun. Kool-Aid's got thirst on the run. Get a big, wide, happy ear to hear Kool-Aid's fun. Tastes great. Our friend's cool. Our friend's Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid brown soft drink mix. Oh, yeah. Hey there. Got a minute? How about a beverage? Because it's the beverage minute. Woo! Welcome to another episode of The Beverage Minute, one of the leading shows for and by beverage enthusiasts, those that are beverage adjacent, and those that might be beverage curious, where each week, or each episode, I should say, we sample and discuss a beverage or category of beverage. Today, I am joined by none other than uh, the illustrious Anne, am I saying your last name? I guess it's silly not to. (laughs) Ann Lundholm from <laughs> This Show Has Everything, Little Red Bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Ann. I have a question right off the yes. bat. Is How come you never introduce yourself, Jeremy? Oh, hi, guys. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving this old ship. <laughs> every, every episode of The Beverage Minute that I've listened to, I wait, and then you never say who you are. And I'm like, does he want to be a man of mystery? <laughs> You know, uh, I, I really want people to be able to just focus on the beverages and just, just right. experience experience it for what it is, <laughs> not be distracted by personality or anything like that. Um, just just focus mm-hmm. on what's important. So, Oh, my God. Leave the personality out of the podcasting <laughs> is what I always say. Uh, and we, we met through podcasting. We did. Mm-hmm. So we met through uh, TBTL podcast called too beautiful Mm -hmm. to live out here in seattle that's actually the same way i met my wife and then you did a podcast with my wife about tbtl Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. you guys have you you guys have um broken free from the nest (laughs) (laughs) and have started your own your own adventure called yep i met christy and it was one of the most um well i don't know saying too much to say it was the most one of the most wonderful things that happened to me in my life, uh-huh. but it was socially one of the most wonderful things that happened to me to meet Christy because she is so lovely. But then as a bonus, I got you as a friend, too. Uh-huh. So look at well, that. Thanks. I'm glad to hear that. And to be fair, most of the friends that I have now are through Christy <laughs> because <laughs> all of the other people in my life have pretty much written me off. But thank you for sticking around. <laughs> sure. I, uh, I also greatly appreciate Christy for the same and many other reasons, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, many reasons that I probably don't experience. So, uh, so yeah, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I apologize; I maybe mm-hmm. am a little nervous. Uh, I've always been a Why? little intimidated by you, and always looked up to you a little bit. <sighs> uh, you know, you just—I I think that our brains share a lot of the same, like neuroses, mm-hmm. <laughs> in some areas mm-hmm. where are broken in very sim- similar ways. And then I think you said once. That we we just uh, deal with it in completely opposite ways, maybe. Like, in some ways, we're very similar. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. I am the introverted version, and you are the super (sighs) extrovert version of the same person, sort of. All right. All right. Yeah. So it's like, I I totally understand what you feel and 
what when you talk about things, I know exactly what you're talking about. But the way that you go about addressing them is completely different from the way that I would do it. So I'm always fascinated by it. <laughs> well, and see, and I'm always inspired by how you handle this stuff because I feel like it's probably the right way. It's pro- probably mm-hmm. the way that I should be. <laughs> I would call it the risk-averse way, so I don't know that I would agree necessarily with all that. All I know is Christy keeps yelling at me to be more like Anne. That's all, that's all I know. Oh, all yeah. right. So, well, I I'm mean, trying. I can get down I'm with trying. that. Yeah. Um, what I, well, I was trying to think last night, um, obviously I know you through podcasting, but there's lots of other things you do. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, I know that baking is a huge thing for you, right? Oh, sure. I'm when I was probably nine or ten, I got a hold of my mother's Betty Crocker cookie book and started making the chocolate chip cookies out of that. And and we were off from there. And it's one of those things that I super enjoy because I have a huge sweet tooth. And my parents were very strict about that kind of thing growing up about sugar and desserts in general. And so I think that took root somewhere in my brain that I just want all of this that I can get. And so if I can make it myself, more is the better. So when I got to a point in my adult life where I finally had a little kitchen space, I really started to go wild with the baking. And the problem with that is that I live alone. And so like, what am I going to do with a pan of brownies sitting on the counter all the time other than eating them? So I became that person that brings treats into work every week. I've been doing it since 2014. I mean, I don't know if we want to pin this episode in time (laughs) or not, but that was (laughs) six years ago. uh, I started making a new treat uh, every weekend and bringing it in on Monday morning. And I've continued to do that. And I have repeated myself almost never in that time. So (laughs) I've made hundreds of different recipes in the last half a decade or so. That's crazy. That's crazy. I I struggle with the uh, – I think I am okay with cooking stuff. Baking is hard for me because it is so precise. You you actually have yes. to – you can't just kind of wing it with baking, which is very right. uh, antithetical to how I, usually, how I usually accomplish things in the kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. So Yeah, you do have to follow <laughs> the recipe. You don't have to follow it as closely as people think when you read things on the internet and, you know – People will be like, uh, stir three times and then breathe gently and then whatever. It's it's not that precious. But yes, you, it is science instead of art. <laughs> yeah, a lot of reading, a lot of math, following instructions. Mm-hmm. These are all things that uh, if you, can, if you forget with. something, you're going to get a very different result. Yes. <laughs> it's too easy to make the swap between baking powder and baking soda. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well... Um, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but usually, at least the first time that we have people on, uh, I try and do a little food quiz kind of at the beginning. It's just to get to know mm-hmm. your thing. Um, I've listened to the show. Okay. All right. I have answers. It's definitely, you know, just the same questions. Never change them up um, that I ask every single person. So uh, do you have let's I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to ask you this or that. And you just rapid fire shoot back with your first your first thought. All right. right. Uh, Fizzy or flat? Flat. Ice or no ice? Situational. Okay. All right. Uh, Give me a situation (laughs) where you would use ice. 
if I am out and about in the world, I will use ice. If I'm getting something from the soda fountain at the gas station, ice. If I'm in a restaurant, ice. If I'm at home, no, no ice. Because you're getting it right out of the fridge, theoretically, so it's cold. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's ice for you is just about the function, utility of making and keeping it cold. Um, well, I'm no Christy Wise. <laughs> I am not consumed with the idea of ice, but I like a good ice crunch. I understand where people are coming from when they talk about the pellet ice. That's, I, I definitely um, enjoy the ice, but it's not necessary. Okay. All right. Um, cake flour or pastry flour? That was not in any of the other interviews. <laughs> pastry flour. Okay. All right. Pastry All right. flour. Uh, Cake flour has less gluten in it, and so it is much more delicate. The things that you bake with it are much more fragile, and so it's not as versatile as pastry flour. Uh, all right. Uh, brown sugar. You would oh. never bake. You would never bake a chocolate cake with cake flour. Pastry flour just sounds so good. Like, I want to just eat pastry flour with a spoon. I don't think it would taste as good I mean, as I don't. think it does. But you don't. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, powdered donuts is what I'm picturing, I think. It's it's the same thing as a vanilla extract. Okay. And it smells so good, you think it must taste good. <laughs> it does yeah. not. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay. Uh, brown sugar or powdered sugar? Brown sugar. Okay. Baking powder or baking soda? Mm, they're both entirely f- functional, so I have no preference. Nope. Depends on what the rest of the ingredients in the recipe okay. are. Okay, all right. Uh, is there some kind of like easy trick that I can use for when to know which to w- when to use which one? Wow. When? Oh which, boy. When, when, <laughs> all I know is one of them is for cleaning, but you also <laughs> use that one for cooking. For baking. For baking. Yes, you oh do. My God. Um, one of them. Um, Boy. I feel like maybe if we you, need to take if you, this product for dumb people like me and split it into like three mm-hmm. different products so I know. Right. I believe baking soda needs a reactive agent. So you need to combine it with an acid like buttermilk or vinegar or something in order for it to work. Okay. Okay. Wait, isn't that the one that gets all fizzy when you put that stuff in there? Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. I feel like that could get messy, but um, we'll just have to. I'll. I'll try it later. I mean, if you're going to make a volcano, that's what you need. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. What is your favorite kind of cake? Don't present me with that, Sophie's choice. <laughs> How could I possibly choose? That is not a binary <laughs> question, Jeremy. I don't. Um. Your favorite kind of cake with. No frosting. Well, that's not a cake then. <laughs> really? Is it not considered a cake if it doesn't have frosting? Or do I you mean, just... it oh, okay. is. It is. Um, you know what I make? One of the only recipes that I um, recycle is my sour cream chocolate peanut butter cake. It's a chocolate cake with sour cream in it, and then it has a peanut butter frosting and a chocolate peanut butter ganache. And when I bring that into work, normally we chat while we eat, but when I bring that into work, we eat silently <laughs> because everybody's focused on the chocolate peanut butter cake. Uh, oh, I don't want to get too hung up on this, but I have to, like, I, I'm 
So when you bring it in, do you also eat with them? Like, how does that work logistically? Yeah. Do you bring it in and everybody just knows, like, oh, it's Tuesday and Anne's here with the snacks, and then everybody just, like, silently walks to the kitchen? Like, how does it work logistically when you bring stuff in? Uh, it's Monday morning at 9.30. Everybody knows, and we don't do it in the kitchen. We have, like, some – I wouldn't call them bar tables, plan tables that sit in the middle of the office, and I just bring whatever it is that I've got over there and start getting out plates – and there's a general awareness and, and like the swallows on the telephone lines, everybody just sort of knows to gather. I like it. It's time. I like it. Oh, man, that's cool. And it makes me want to work um, with you. <laughs> but you actually have <laughs> mailed us stuff out here before. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's hard. There are lots of things that I would love to mail you guys. But, you know, I don't think pie travels very well across the country. Yeah. Well, not until we make advancements in <laughs> advancements in food shipping technology, <laughs> which uh, teleportation yeah. technology. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Maybe I'll have to rig up some kind of like dry ice cooler thing in the back of the old Prius, and then just st- mm, start okay. doing milk runs back and forth. <laughs> I mean, what else do you have going on? <laughs> eh, not much. Not much. Uh, all right. Um, how about? Your favorite drink from your childhood? Well, I was allowed water. I was allowed milk. And I was allowed apple or orange juice. What kind of milk did you drink? So, skim. Skim milk. Okay. Yep. Yep. It was the 80s, man. (laughs) I drank skim milk, too. Skim milk was the thing. Oh, is that an 80s thing? I think so. That was back when fat was the demon, and so fat was being taken out of everything. Oh. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up on skim milk, and I had one friend that always had two percent. And when I went to his mm-hmm. house, I like I couldn't handle it because it felt like I was mm-hmm. drinking cream all the time. Huh. That's interesting. I thought that that was just a my family thing. That's good to know. It's an eighties thing. Nope. Definitely Probably an eighties thing. For stop sure. resenting my parents for it then. Um, <laughs> okay. They didn't know any better. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I love you. Uh, okay. <laughs> One last question, and then we're going to get into the main event. Diet Coke or Coke Zero? <laughs> get the fuck away from me. <laughs> okay. Hello. Gotham Corner Store? Yes. We seem to be down to our last Diet Coke. A gentleman is on his way to pick some up. Just look for a black car. No, this black car will be rather difficult to miss. And by the way, the gentleman is usually in quite a rush. Just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. Uh, so you you may be able to tell from Anne's passion about the the matter that she is here today to talk to us about Diet Coke. And I mm-hmm. didn't know this until after I met you, Anne, but people that are into Diet Coke versus just people that are into Diet Cola or Coke Zero or whatever are, are two very different people. Like there are Diet Coke mm-hmm. people and then there are other people that drink Diet Soda. And Correct. I didn't realize that until I met you, but now I now I see them everywhere. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't know if that's like a 
confirmation <laughs> bias or whatever, but they, you know, I, I, I see them everywhere. So um, can you talk to me a little bit about your, your history with Diet Coke, how this came about, and kind of where you're at now in terms of daily consumption? And sure. keep in mind, Ooh. this is a no-judgment zone. You are talking to a guy that openly <laughs> and blatantly admits to drinking <laughs> disgusting drinks on a regular basis, as if I'm bragging about it. So please know, please okay. know that this is a judgment-free zone. All right. I have to own it at some point in my life. Well, I already said that my mother was very strict, and it was milk, water, juice. Um, back in the very early eighties, I remember she used to have tab Mm. at home and drink that. And I was kind of fascinated by it, but then eventually she switched to diet Coke, which we were not allowed. Don't drink mom's diet Coke. She's very strict controls all that on all that stuff. The only time that we had access to soda was when we would go to our grandparents' house where, you know, kind of all bets are off on parental discipline and my grandma who lived in turtle lake wisconsin rural wisconsin when they went to the big city it was rice lake wisconsin um she in her refrigerator uh in the crisper drawer where one would keep vegetables she had cans of shasta Mm -hmm. So it's a woman after my own I heart. Remember, <laughs> I got a whole fridge for I that. I don't remember. <laughs> was there a a cola version of Shasta? I can't remember I re- because at that age, I feel like there was. I was really interested in the orange and the grape and the lemon lime. Yeah. But then as I got older, I started worrying about my weight, of course, by the time I was about 12. Are you joking? As I got to be, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean... I hit my full height of six feet when I was 14. Mm -hmm. So I was always just not like in terms of of weight, but just overall, I was just always so much bigger than everybody else. And so that really translated into worrying about my body at a very early age. So then the whole diet idea came in. And um if it was a very special occasion at home, my mother would let me have one of her Diet Cokes. And so that's the only soda that I really knew growing up. And when I was old enough to make my own decisions about that, I just went with Diet hmm. Coke. Hmm. All right. And by that time, I was indoctrinated into the cult. <laughs> and, you, and And I try to drink regular Coke or sprite or anything that has sugar in it and it just tasted like syrup to me you know like you're saying about non-skim milk just tastes like cream Mm -hmm. it was non-diet soda it just tasted like syrup to me and so i've stuck with diet coke ever since then um i used to try to diversify i don't drink coffee i don't drink tea i don't like to drink my calories yeah I would rather have my calories in, you know, chocolate. Yeah. If I could bake things as um, good as you, I would also say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take them where I can get them <laughs> with, with the skill set I have. <laughs> yep. And so I subsist on water and Diet Coke. All right. And that's it. Yeah. And if you want me to give you a, um, some sort of measurement on how much... I drink. I I counted in units 
a unit could be a can or a unit could be a bottle or a unit could be a two okay. liter. It's just whatever one container uh-huh. is. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to measure that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, that's good. You, you get, I probably have one in the morning. Uh-huh. Well, after breakfast to get me into mm-hmm. work and then maybe I'll have three at work mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll have three or four more in the evening. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Did you ever hear the episode? Uh, uh, do you ever listen to the podcast reply all? Uh, not usually. So one, one of the podcasts, one of the hosts of that show is, is a like, he's, he says that he's the equivalent of a two pack a day diet coke drinker mm-hmm. that's probably <laughs> and, right and he went on this he went on an ent- another podcast that they have on that same network called science versus and where they were like breaking down the does this actually give you cancer thing and looking at some of that mm-hmm. um do people do, do people notice <laughs> like you <laughs> consuming this yes people know i mean you know yeah that I'm a Diet Coke person, yeah. and all my coworkers know that I'm a Diet Coke person. One of the loveliest things that anybody ever did for me is one of my department's assistant directors. I think we had Monday morning treat time, and then like half an hour later, a can of Diet Coke just appeared on my desk. Aww. And he said, I went down to get myself one at the vending machine, so I got one for you, too. And I like, I almost cried. Aww. It was such a nice thing. Oh, when I turned 21, uh, one of my college friends gave me a, well, let's call it a six pack of Diet Coke glasses. Uh-huh. They're glasses with like a Diet Coke wrap oh, okay. pattern. Okay. Oh. And I still have them in my cupboard. Do you use them? Not usually. I don't really like glass very mm-hmm. much because, you know, it clinks on your teeth. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just scared I'm going to break it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm scared I'm going to hurt myself. Have you – did you – I know you tried to branch out potentially into some other drinks that were too sugary. Did, have you tried to branch out into other diet drinks, like diet Pepsi, diet Sprite? Oh, no. Well, okay. Let's Let's talk the Pepsi thing. <laughs> yeah. You know that you have – one of my kind. If you go to a restaurant with somebody and they order a Diet Coke and the server says, Diet Pepsi, okay? <laughs> and the person goes, uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> because it's not the same. It's not right. It doesn't taste right. <laughs> so I am firmly uh, wedded to the Coke brand, for better or for worse. I don't like it. That I feel that way, but I do. Every once in a while, I will get an urge to like throw in a twist. Like, let's do a Diet Dr. Pepper or a Diet Schweppes ginger ale. And like one or two cans is refreshing. And then I'm like, you know, Diet Coke is better. Yeah. Yeah. You got your, you got your staple. I mean, if you like it, why change it? Exactly. I have, um, I have a few daily drivers that I rely on, I would say. Pear, pear? But you, I think it's the pear red You Dole like is the one that I go back to a lot. You really like it. But you love experimentation yeah. in a way that I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like, I do like to try, um, I do like to try new things. It's a little scary. I'm with the same with you though. I, I don't do like for regular drinks that I drink on a regular basis, unless it's just like a, a, an experiment thing. I don't usually do sugar drinks because I consume a lot of them. (laughs) It would probably just Mm -hmm. be bad news. Um, but it's so weird with diet stuff because it, or with sugar free stuff, because it's either like, it's either like a totally different taste or they're trying to make it taste like it goes the other way and it's just way too sweet. But it's like a weird kind of mm-hmm. sweet that ends up tasting terrible usually on the back half of the, of the drink. Uh, yeah. Um, so when you're drinking, when you're drinking, when you're drinking, um, uh, do you, <laughs> are you like, are you, are you cans, bottles? Does it matter? Do you have a preference? Uh, again, this is a situational thing. If I'm on a car trip or something, I do love a gas station fountain drink because um, it has a straw and then we get the ice and it stays nice and cold. That's great. But my sort of everyday preference is the bottle of Diet Coke. Mm. Number one, it holds more than a can, although you can get some tall boy cans. Oh. Uh in gas stations. Nice. That's kind of fun. Um, you can get it in the paper bag still when you go out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, but I like the bottle because it generally holds more. And you, I can't understate the importance of the cap, of being able to reseal it if I want to save it for later. Or if I am going to a meeting at work and I have to go downstairs and then I don't have to juggle it. Yeah. And worry that I'm going to spill it on my laptop or anything. Or if I just need a couple of sips before I go to bed. Just a little bump. Yeah. (laughs) Just enough to settle the shakes. Just to get me through the (laughs) night. I know how that goes. (laughs) Then I can put the cat back on and it's in the fridge in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, So do do you feel like people are ever... I know that there's this, regardless of what people say, there's this common held belief that diet soda is w- worse for us than regular soda, and maybe it is. I, I don't. I'm not going to get into it. I guess. But do you feel like do you feel like people judge you because of that, or have you ever had to like defend yourself because of it? I don't think so. I think it's all in my head, as most times, most things that people think about. I've had experiences um, because I tend to be sort of um, maniacally tidy. It's like I just can't, like my brain doesn't work in clutter. So I find it necessary to be very clean. And that's how my cubicle is at work. And I went over to talk to my boss about something once. And he said, oh, Anne, I just get so embarrassed when you come over to my cubicle because it's such a pigsty. And I was like, what? Like, I never even spent one second thinking about how messy your cube is. That's that's all your issue, not mine. So I feel judgment, but I think it's my own judgment and not anybody else's. As I was saying that question out loud, I was like, thousand percent, I would assume that everybody's judging me. I already do assume that everybody's <laughs> judging me. And then you already answered with that. But I don't... I mean, w- one thing that I have learned through very hard work is that nobody is thinking about you as much as you think you are. They are. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I've had some friends tell me I mean, me that it's a lot. sad and freeing at the same time. <laughs> it, is, it is. That's something that Christy says to me on a pretty regular basis, which is very, <laughs> very helpful. Um, doesn't always feel helpful in the moment, but uh, <laughs> right. it, is, it is helpful, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I actually went out to the store yesterday and bought a uh, 12-pack of Diet Coke. But it was the little, mm-hmm. it was these little cans. I don't know how you feel about these. Yeah. I actually. I saw you brought it out. It's the mini cans. I don't believe I've ever purchased a mini can because why? <laughs> but all right. I actually, if I could get every drink in this size, I think it's perfect. Because one of the mm-hmm. things that I will do is I, <laughs> I like to have options apparently. Because I will amass a pile of like three half consumed beverages that then follow me around the house because Christy shames me if I leave them. So I'll start collecting them with me and taking them with me from room to room throughout the day. (laughs) And so ideally I would just have some of these because then I could just grab one and I will like drink as drink as much as is interesting to me and then it will be over and I can recycle the can and go get a different one as opposed to like having to maintain several different ones. But when you go do the math on these, they're always more expensive, like per ounce, and it bums me out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, here we are, any port in a storm. So, oh yeah, the cost is not the beverage itself. Yeah, <laughs> the cost is the packaging, yeah. right? Um, all right, and you have some diet coke on your end as well. I mean, yes, I had one that I was working okay. on, and I then I got a fresh one in case we need the foley. <laughs> good, good, okay, I like it. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, 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 I'll, I'm gonna try some. You can try some. We'll do it together, okay. and then I'll kind of share mm-hmm. my immediate feedbacks. And then I would love to hear. You know, obviously, I think we know how you feel about Diet Coke, but I would love to hear right. any, any, anything you want to share about your experience, the flavor, anything like that that you want to mm-hmm. point out. Okay, are you ready? Do it. Right. Yep. I wonder if my can opening sounded littler than yours. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but um, I am actually usually when I'm drinking, di- if I drink diet soda, it's Coke Zero. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And recently I've tried some, uh, pe- the whatever the Pepsi equivalent of Coke Zero is. I don't think it's Pepsi mm-hmm. Zero. Um Pepsi One or something. Yeah, yeah. There was a Pepsi One, wasn't there? I don't remember. Maybe. Oh, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, of course you're right. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I I think that the first thing that always comes to mind when I drink it is it reminds me of going out to eat <laughs> because when I was a kid and we would sure. go out to eat, um, we always had diet soda in our house, and so I would usually get diet when we were out and the only kind of diet that they ever had anywhere uh, at that time, especially was diet Coke. And so it reminds Mm -hmm. me of that. And even now, a lot of the times they don't have Coke zero or whatever they have a diet Coke. And so there's a little bit of that. That reminds me of being out for meals. Um, But it is definitely a very, very distinct flavor. It's not trying to be Coke. It's trying, it's, it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's almost metallic a little bit, but not, I wouldn't say in a bad way. It's one it's I've also been drinking a really sweet drink all morning. <coughs> a razzle razzleberry um, energy drink. That sounds yeah. real. Total body fuel, by the way, which is great. Um mm. I won't eat breakfast this morning because I got it in this energy drink. So I'm coming from a very sweet end, but uh mm-hmm. the the bitterness and the 
crispness, I would say, was noticeable and uh, and and a little refreshing, I think. <clears throat> I would say that a lot of people, uh, I think, like the cans because they feel like it amplifies that metallic taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it probably does. I can definitely taste a different flavor profile depending on which vehicle I am using to get it into my body. I mean, famously, uh, people talk about how the Diet Coke at McDonald's tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I will co-sign that. Um, <clears throat> I will say that the number one thing that any Diet Coke drinker will tell you about is the burn. That burn oh, yeah. when you drink it is so good. <laughs> it's almost like a little ginger ale, but with like a kind of yep, a spice. And if you can get one that's almost a little extra burny sometimes, and it's almost too much. And then you go, ooh, ooh, the burn, <laughs> the burn. <laughs> and it's not a political thing at all. <laughs> that's interesting. So do you think that you, like when you say it's a little burny like do you think that there's enough slight differences in the recipe of the one that you're drinking that it actually tastes different from other ones um i don't know if it's recipe more than maybe it's age maybe it's how it was stored maybe if it's something that was really cold maybe if it's my throat's extra tender that day i have an old coworker, actually my former boss that was so obsessed with lime Lacroix. (laughs) of course his name was chad this is the most Chad thing in the world. <laughs> he actually might listen to this podcast. So, Chad, if you're listening, hello. Uh, thanks for being such a great boss. Uh, but he drank so much lime LaCroix that he could actually taste the the difference in batches. So if he had a mm-hmm. six-pack from home that came from a different store versus a six-pack at work, he, he could taste the difference based on something to do with the lime or whatever. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't. He he said I I tried to call BS and he uh, he said that he's proven himself more than once. So interesting. I would guess that it's it's age. Yeah. Because it does go bad. Hmm. Um, I've said before, if it's July and you get a can that has a snowflake pattern on it, don't drink oh. it because that Diet Coke is expired. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge and accepted. And that is immediately obvious. <laughs> like. <laughs> If someone's gone to Costco and and loaded up, and they have something that's very out of yeah. season. That's that's how you get Diet Coke kombucha. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I'm not going to touch, even though I love Diet Coke with my whole heart and soul. That that is, it doesn't like you're not going to get sick, but it just tastes yeah. off. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that for a minute. So branching out from Diet Coke, I know that there are both in the Coke family, there are some recent mm-hmm. like flavored added Diet Coke that are like not Coke Zero mm-hmm. flavored, but like Diet Coke, lime and all that stuff. Um, like, have you tried those? And then also, have you done any uh, outside of the Coke brand? Have you done any kind of like experimentation with Coke? Made a, like mix it into like cake batter or anything? Used it in any other as an ingredient somewhere else or anything? No, no, pure Jeremy, <laughs> pure, pure, uncut. Okay, all right, I gotcha. <clears throat> I have, I did try the uh, flavored Diet mm-hmm. Cokes when they came out. I was pretty excited to try those. Um, I would have said the ginger lime one was pretty good. 
you know, it tasted like a Diet Coke with a little ginger lime, and the cherry one was okay. But then when you got to the mango, it really didn't even taste like Diet Coke anymore. It was a different drink. Not bad, but not not a Diet Coke. But I cycled through all of those. I tried them all. I thought maybe I could add them to the rotation. But in the end, again, I just preferred the plain Diet yeah. Coke. Yeah. Don't mess with a good thing. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I did try... I did try all those when I first noticed them, and um, the fact that I haven't purchased any since then is probably a good sign to me that I don't recall it being a great experience. <laughs> I think the only one I didn't try was the blueberry flavored, hmm. because, I don't know, the idea of a blueberry soda sort of leaves me cold. <laughs> yeah. I think I got to the strawberry guava flavor, and I was like, why am Wait, I doing that's this? that's the thing? This that's is... one of the flavors they have? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the one that comes in the can that has the pink accents. It's the strawberry guava. It was a later huh. release than the initial four that they put out. Well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to keep an eye on that next time I go. Next time I go to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, man, if I was thinking ahead of time, well, I was thinking ahead of time, but I didn't think of this. Next time, what we should do is uh, we should get some of those Diet Coke energy drinks or the Coke energy drinks, and you could try that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I will do that. I'll do that for science. Um, we'll, have to, uh, uh, we'll have to do this again, maybe. A, uh... I mean, I'm scared of, of energy drinks. I'm scared for your heart. <laughs> you are blood pressure. Yeah. Well, I think you and my doctor sound, sound, sound very in alignment about that. So <laughs> luckily uh, – you know, luckily, um, they make medicine for that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Um, so I think, obvi- well, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask you, one through five stars, where are you at with uh, with Diet Coke? Um, I thought it was bottle oh, caps. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> one through five bottle caps. <laughs> I even wrote bottle caps here, but I said stars. I'm so nervous, Anne. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, I, I mean... I'm a statistician, so I don't believe that you can go higher than the scale. I mean, I'm not going to say six bottle caps because it's not a six bottle cap scale. So I guess it's going to be five. It's it's life. Yeah. yeah. It's life. I am a very – I mean, I guess our parents might say square. Or maybe <laughs> their parents would say square. Like, I'm super responsible, and I've never done drugs, and I've never smoked, and I don't drink, and, you know, I don't engage in risky behavior. And so I feel like I just want this one thing. Whether it's healthy or not, just give me my one vice, and that's my Diet Coke. <laughs> I think you just explained every way in which we are divergent, by the way. <laughs> I follow the <laughs> rules. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I should be clear. I, 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 I don't. Anymore. Yes. <laughs> right, Anymore. Right. <laughs> but all right. Yeah, I think um, – I think, and I had to think about this for a while because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just giving it a higher score because you were here, and I'm scared of mm-hmm. you not liking me. Uh, but I really think I, I'm going to put it at a four, and and the reason that I would put it at a four, even though I don't drink it on a super regular basis, is because when I do, I find it refreshing. I enjoy like the crispness mm-hmm. of it, that kind of burn that you mentioned, or that metallic crisp. I really like these mini cans are a perfect size, I think, for me of this. Um, but also just because of its utility, I will call it a, a perfect utility player. You don't have to like, it doesn't have to be a specific situation. 
lot of people are going to like it or at least tolerate it. You can use it for a lot of different stuff in a lot of different places. And it's just like a good staple to have. Like they say you're always supposed to have a bottle of champagne in your fridge. I don't know if that's a common thing or if it's just something my wife says all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the thing that people who like champagne say Ah. to make themselves feel better about (laughs) having it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, so uh, maybe everybody should have a, a six pack of Diet Coke in their fridge. That's all I'm saying because it's it's a utility beverage. It tastes good. It's refreshing. It's great on a cool day, um, and it goes well with a lot of stuff for a meal or a snack or whatever. So, yeah, I'm, I agree with that. Go. Because if I'm coming over to your house, I would rest easier knowing oh. that you have a six pack of Diet Coke in the fridge. And if you ever come over to our house, I have a whole fridge in the garage, <laughs> the bed <Beth> fridge, <laughs> and it is. Uh, it, it will be stocked with with diet whatever you want. Shasta. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I always try and get Christy to call it the beverage, and 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 it's really hard. It's really hard to get her to actually do it. But that's <laughs> good. Like, oh, I put the uh, I put the I put your uh, vegetables out in the bottom the bottom drawer out there in that fridge in the in the garage. What's it What's it called? What's What's it called again? I can't remember. She's like the fridge. I was like, no, the fridge. That's the one in the kitchen. What's there's the name for the one in the garage. Oh, yeah, the, it's the it's the refrigerator where you put your drinks. <laughs> All right. Well, Anne, um, let's definitely do this again with Coke energy drinks or whatever else <laughs> science comes up with between now and then. Um, <laughs> is there uh, is there anything do you want to plug? Can we get some? Or- oh, go ahead. Ooh, is there anything that I'd like to plug? Uh, well, anybody can come over and see me on This Show Has Everything. I mean, there's a chance that you'll turn up on there, too. Sometimes. Every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> Only yep. when I really just jam myself in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every time I listen to you talk, I'm like, God damn it. Why is Jeremy so charming? Aw, thanks. You should tell that to Christy. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> She lives with it uh, 24 hours a yeah. day. Maybe it's slightly less charming at that point. I uh, I keep on talking like Christy's just this evil, horrible, mean person. She's the exact opposite, <laughs> which is why it's funny to, to paint her in that light. But, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, you can listen to Anne over on This Show Has Everything. Uh, Christy's on there. Part of the 10710 network. Part of the, uh, the part of the fam. Uh, awesome. And uh, do you want people to come find you online anywhere? I mean, I'm on Facebook. On home. She's on Facebook. Oh, God. We made a URL a while back. <laughs> what was it? Like, we wasn't did. Wasn't it like littleredbandwagon.com slash friend Ann or something? I believe that <laughs> okay. was it. I'll put it I'll put it in the link. And the other thing that I will put, or I'll put it in the link. I will put a link in the notes for this show. The other thing that I will put in there is a link to the episode of Science Versus where they're talking about artificial sweeteners and what the science mm-hmm. behind that is and why uh, people think it gives you cancer and that kind of stuff. Um, so it was an interesting episode and definitely touches on some of the commonly held misbeliefs people have about artificial sweeteners. So, um, Anne, anything, uh, anything else you wanted to say? I wanted to say thanks for having me on, Jeremy. I oh, love you. Thanks, Anne. That's so great. I'm glad you're here and I love you too. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. And uh, cheers. Dink. Cheers. Salute. Ooh, battery has almost died. It said uh, your internet connection is unstable a couple of times. And I was like, ah. Uh.
Humain. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, good thing I checked. The microphone was off. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Cool. Sorry if you can hear the noise. In the background, I'm recording in a closet today. <laughs> Not in the usual <laughs> studio. <laughs> Salute! 